and welcome to the 2020 NBA Draft. It's a new day in so many ways. We have an early trade to announce. This pick is going to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I've got a name pronunciation guide in front of me, so this is going to really help me out. Alexei Pukashevsky. million things that you're, you're trying to accomplish, but if you can get just a couple things to go your way, it's usually a pretty good night. The Oklahoma City Thunder select. Thunder select, select, select. Welcome into season two of the Thunder Basketball Universe. The NBA draft has come and gone, which means there are some new additions to the Thunder's roster going into this new season. Nick and I are covering everything you need to know about the newest acquisitions and changes to the roster, as well as what Sam Presti had to say following Wednesday night's draft. All of that right here in the Thunder Basketball Universe. We are now in season two of the Thunder Basketball Universe. And Nick, what better way to start the second season of the Thunder Basketball Universe than with a draft recap pod? Yeah, lives are changing at the NBA draft. Everybody's lives are changing with the second season of the TBU. And Paris, uh, we're coming to fans a few days after the draft because as it usually happens on draft night, there's a lot of things that can't be said until they're officially official. This is true. But before we get into all of those transactions, all the moves that were made, which was a lot, and we'll be sure to make sure you have everything that you need to know about everything that happened. Let's talk about this draft night because it was unlike any in NBA history. And this was my first time covering one with the Thunder. And so for me, it wasn't much different. I was at home watching it on my TV per usual. But Nick, how different was this for you? Extremely different. Uh, I'm used to being up at the Thunder Ion, um, sitting there through the draft, watching with all our fellow media members and, and hanging out and waiting for Sam Presti's press conference at the end of the night. I was like you this year, though. Uh, it actually took me back to like my high school days when I was watching the NBA draft at home on my couch. Except this time, I was with my wife, Maddie, and our newborn daughter, Camelia. She's about six weeks old. So this was a totally different dynamic and setup. <laughs> Uh, same for the Thunder and same for all the, the, the 30 teams in the NBA. They had some things to sort out and Sam Presti talked to us about, about that a little bit. That's right. He gave a tremendous amount of credit to all of the staff that made the draft night possible. Of course, with all of the COVID-19 protocols that the organization had to adhere to, draft night looked a little bit different to the people that are normally in the Thunder Ion making it possible. And so they had conferences going between different rooms throughout the Ion so that everybody could normally be so that everybody could be on the same page in draft night. Scouts were calling in from overseas, one from Italy. So who knows what time it was there when that draft was, uh, was wrapping up. That's right. And the projector started making some weird noises, but <laughs> it wouldn't be 2020 if something didn't go like that for draft night. But throughout all of that, the Thunder and the staff came out very confident, didn't let any of that situation define what they were able to accomplish in the draft. So without further ado, let's start talking about some of the things that the Thunder was able to accomplish on draft night and the newest faces to the Thunder roster. Yeah, Alexei Pokasevsky. Uh, this was a guy that the Thunder uh, traded up for to the number 17 pick and, and snagged him there. An 18-year-old Serbian. He's seven feet tall, but with a skill set that would just absolutely dazzle. Probably the, the, the biggest uh, home run swing kind of candidate 
uh, in the draft class this year. And I think that makes sense, Paris, for the timeline that the Thunder is on, as Sam Presti has mentioned again and again, with sort of this, this restocking, replenishing, and repositioning the Thunder organization. Taking a, a big swing on a guy like this, who's 18 years old, the youngest guy in the draft class. Well, I mean, when it comes to upside, Pokashevsky or Poku, as he is also known, it has is tremendous amounts of it. He posted some pretty well-rounded numbers for a seven-footer his side. He's coming out of Greece playing in the second division overseas, where he posted 10.8 points per game, around eight rebounds, and still dishing out three assists and shooting pretty well as well. So you have a lot of this making him one of the more interesting and intriguing players, like you were mentioning in this draft class, not to mention, Nick, to make you feel bad, born December 26, 2001. Wow. (laughs) That's just absolutely stunning. Um, But yeah, and I think that goes to show like the youth movement in full effect for the Thunder. You've got SGA, you've got Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, and then you're going to get a guy like uh, Poku, who you're not necessarily looking at the numbers for guys that are drafted in this position at this age, particularly in the, the, the European, some of the European leagues that, that they're in right now. What you're looking at is what these guys can do on the floor. And, and I think we heard during the ESPN broadcast and then in the research that you and I've done, Paris, just about the incredible skill level that this kid has at such a young age and at such a remarkable and unique size at seven feet, his passing ability, ability to put the ball on the floor, fluidity in terms of his movement and the jumper that he's got. There are just not many people in the draft class like that. And I think we heard Sam Presti say after the draft, we are willing to accept risk in in draft night situations. And some of that risk includes taking a, a big swing on a guy that you're not exactly sure what he will be, but there's a ton of interesting tools of what this player has right now. And in addition to his physical attributes that he's bringing to the Thunder, he said after the draft to the media, he said, I know I'm going to bring energy. Whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do it 100% and work to help the team, whatever that means. So we're getting a guy that's not just going to bring this really versatile skill set to the team, but also sounds like a pretty hard worker as well. Sounds like a Thunder player. That's right. So in addition to Pokushevsky, in that trade with Minnesota, the Thunder also acquired James Johnson as well, who is an 11-year veteran and at 6'7", averaged 8.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 2.3 assists last season for the Timberwolves and has, throughout his career, had multiple stops through multiple different organizations. Yeah, he's a guy that's been a journeyman in the NBA, but also been quite effective. He's really good as a, as a ball mover. In particular, when he was uh, with Miami, he and Kelly Olynyk were guys that could just help that offense continue to flow through the bigs. Um, and so he, he's a guy that's going to be interesting. I think definitely trends towards the way that NBA teams are playing with their bigs, um, guys that are skilled that can put the ball on the deck and, and hit some jumpers and then also make some passes as well. And on the defensive end, he's also pretty skilled as well. Really athletic defender, can guard at any spot, really. There's not anywhere that he wouldn't be able to guard and um, will bring some versatility on that end as well. Apparently a second-degree black belt also. So very good in terms of defense, you know, just making sure all of his teammates are protected. That was definitely my favorite part of researching James Johnson was finding out that not just him, but both of his parents and all eight of his siblings are black belts. 
So don't mess with that's, this guy. That, that's wild. <laughs> In other transactional news, the Thunder also made a deal with Washington to acquire two new players, one of which came from the draft at the 37 pick. It was Vit Krejci, who is originally from the Czech Republic, but has been playing in Spain as of late. Yeah, he plays for Zaragoza. Um, he actually had a knee injury back in September, so um, that, that sidelined him for the re- remainder of this season. But he's been playing in the, the first league in Spain, very, very competitive league. Has not gotten a ton of playing time there, um, but as a 20-year-old in that league, those types of players don't often get much playing time. Those spots are typically reserved for longtime veterans. Uh, those teams are often such well-oiled machines that it's going to be the older guys that get the playing time there. But he's been really impressive in some of his other uh, action, particularly um, the U18 team for the Czech Republic. Uh, ESPN's Mike Schmitz, uh, who you probably saw on the, the NBA Draft Paris, he had a, a, a tweet just praising a performance that Viet uh, Krejci had against uh, Denny Avida, uh, who was drafted in the top 10 to Washington. So um, really uh, interesting prospect, uh, big-time downhill attacker and scorer. Should be really fun to watch him, along with Admiral Schofield, who the Thunder also acquired from Washington, played in several games with the Wizards, but also spent a lot of time with the Capital City Go-Go, which is the Wizards G League affiliate, where he put up some pretty impressive numbers there. He posted six po- 16 points, excuse me, 5.5 rebounds and two assists in about 30 minutes. All of his games were starts. Yeah, he had about an, uh, an 18-point performance uh, for Washington for the Wizards uh, against Orlando. Uh, had a very interesting day also back in December where he played 38 minutes for the Go-Go and then later that same day played center for the Wizards in an NBA game. So um, really impressive there. Uh, undersized for sure to play center, but he kind of has the body, the build, the physicality of some of these types of players that we're seeing more and more Paris, the, the PJ Tucker types mm-hmm. that you know can, can have some of those guard skills where they put the ball on the floor uh, and make some plays, but have sort of that burliness to be able to hold up uh, against bigger offensive players when they're on the defensive side of the ball. See him a lot kind of hanging around at the dunker spot on offense, uh, but he's able to knock down a couple threes too. We saw that this past season from him. Prior to his time in the NBA, he was actually at the University of Tennessee where he put up some pretty impressive numbers as well. And he left ranked seven in the program history in three-pointers made and career field goal percentage. So again, we talk about his versatility and what he's able to bring as kind of that undersized forward. He has a lot of ability on the offensive end to be able to shoot and also post up and maybe get in there with the bigs at the center spot as well. One other thing, just for our sake, Paris, and talking to some colleagues in Washington, I've heard he's just an incredible human being and a really great interview. So somebody that we'll be looking forward to getting to talk to. Well, there's one other major transaction that we should talk about here, Nick, but it happened before the draft. And that was a move that involved the Suns and which sent Abdul Nader and Chris Paul over to Phoenix in exchange for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, and Jalen LeCue here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, uh, Ricky Rubio was then involved in the trade for Pokashevsky and James Johnson. And then the Thunder gets back a, a few uh, young players, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue. LeCue, his nickname apparently was Baby Westbrook, uh, because if you look at any of his highlights, that guy is a high flyer, just an incredibly explosive athlete. And then 
Ty Jerome, product of, of Virginia, very disciplined uh, program there. And seems like a guy at his size as a guard um, can do a lot of different things and, and is pretty um, well balanced as a player. That's right. And, and as far as Abdul Nader and Chris Paul, Sam Presti had some really nice things to say about him following Wednesday night's draft, about what they meant to the organization, how grateful that he is that they came through. Yeah, Chris, uh, you just can't say enough about the impact that a guy made in about 12 months in, in one city. And um, just, you know, I think Thunder fans are going to remember the year that they had with Chris uh, very, very well. And I got to say, uh, Paris, you know, being with Abdul Nader for the last couple of years, he's a guy that um, I was really impressed with just as a human being and as a worker, the way that he continued to elevate himself, elevate his game. Um, and also just, I think, mature as a, as a man. Um, he had a lot of really fascinating things to say. We had him on the podcast and just the way that he maybe approached the game from a mental standpoint. Uh, I think it's really nice to see players come through the Thunder program and they're a different person in addition to being a different player when they leave. I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because you have a really unique perspective as you were able to see that growth kind of from his start here with the Thunder to where he is now. And me personally, I got to see what he was like this season in terms of who he is as a person and what he does to build himself up and make himself better. And really, Nick, my very first uh, seeing or getting an impression of Abdul was one of your feature articles over the summer that talked about his upbringing back in Egypt and kind of how he was able to come over to the United States and what that was like for him. And that really gave me a glimpse as to kind of who we're dealing with when we're talking about Abdul Nader. And that's one of the things, Paris, that I'm most looking forward to with this new group of players that's coming into the organization from Jerome, LeCue, Pokashevsky, uh, Krejci, you know, Admiral Schofield. These guys all have their own unique backstories. They have things that just make them interesting and make fans feel connected to them. And so as we start to get these guys into the Thunder organization, we'll have a chance to maybe tell those stories. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that with you. I'm really interested to hear a lot of these international backstories as well. That should be really fun to get to learn and understand kind of what life was like back in their home countries and, and where they're from originally. One final addition to the Thunder roster that we should mention that happened recently for the Thunder. It involved the Boston Celtics. It resulted in the acquisition of seven-foot center Vincent Poirier from the Celtics. And last season, he averaged about two points, two rebounds, and about six minutes during his very first season in the NBA. But a really good addition for the Thunder at seven feet tall. Just a another player that can come in and help this transitional period for the team as we see so many transactions, so many new faces coming in uh, and another guy that has kind of an interesting skill set that uh, the Thunder will be able to work with moving forward. But before we sign off on this podcast, we do want to mention that you should go follow all of our new additions and new faces to the roster on social media. They had some really fun things to say about as they look forward to coming to Oklahoma City and getting to work with this new organization. And that wraps up today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.